Hello everyone. Welcome back to Praxis Living the Podcast. It's been a while. I did my first episode back in December and another one in I think January or February and until recently I kind of felt just not really called to make any more. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to pursue it. I did actually make a third episode on my story but I just don't feel right about it. I think as I was saying this to my roommate the other day is if I met somebody I wouldn't sit down and say okay I don't want you to speak for 45 minutes I'm going to tell you everything about my life that's important from start to finish. You haven't naturally come out as you get to know someone and I think that's why I just didn't really feel right about releasing it. I think that all those stories and all those parts of me are going to come out slowly over time and I really like the idea of everyone getting to know me in a way that you would get to know me if if we were actually becoming friends and getting to know each other. So I'm back with what would have been the fourth episode but is going to be the third. So today I just want to go over a few things that I do every day that I've noticed make a really really big difference for me. The last month of April I made the decision to put my big dreams and goals more on pause kind of in the back burner. I've still been working at them and making little steps but my main focus has been my foundational health and the three pillars of life so diet, lifestyle, and stress management. I do want to do an episode talking about what I've learned in the last month. I feel like I've really reached a very stable place physically, emotionally, mentally and I think taking that time is really important to me and I learned a lot throughout the process and I would love to share how I kind of approach that in terms of incorporating new habits and foundational healing into my life on a day-to-day basis. I did kind of like a, a month plan and kind of laid it out so I would love to go over that in a future episode. But for today I just want to do a little short sweet and just talk about a few things that really light me up in the day. So I'm going to talk about, I have six things here. If anything else comes up, I'll probably just slip it in there. But the first one I'll start with is setting intentions for the day. So I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction. And I recently read this book called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And it really, really helped me understand how the law of attraction works on a scientific, like factual level. And it's just, it's really changed my life. It's, it's an amazing book. I highly suggest it. And after reading it, I started doing every morning. One of the first things that I do, I get up and I go pee. And then I kind of tidy up a little bit if I left anything the night before. And then I go into my room and I light a candle on my altar. Maybe turn my diffuser on and get some good smells going in the room. And then I sit on my bed and I just set a timer for five minutes. And I close my eyes and I visualize my day or I visualize what happened in the past day even and just talk about being grateful for it. If I have something big coming up on the weekend, I visualize that. If I have a big goal that I suddenly made a decision that I want to work towards, I'll visualize that. Recently, it's just been my day. Yeah, just visualizing my plan for the day. And the way I go about it is I say it from a place that I've already received those things. So when I go through, I say I'm really grateful to have my morning drink in bed and to read and I'm grateful to start my work in the afternoon and I'm grateful to have a good workout and um, 
if I'm having any kind of physical problems, I've been having some digestive stuff going on lately. So I visualize having good food and having it go through my system really well. And just anything that I often tend to label as something that needs to be fixed or something like that, instead of labeling as that, I talk and I say I'm grateful for receiving what I would like instead. So I'm not necessarily trying to fix it, but I'm just setting intentions for that aspect that I already have to flourish in a new way. And I really believe that it makes the universe creative for me. It doesn't mean that my visualizations are exact every time, but I think it really helps bring about a lot more positive energy in the day. And and I really start the day in that state of gratitude and it makes a huge difference. And I'll definitely do an episode in the future just talking about the law of attraction and everything I learned from this book. I would love to just talk about specifically that book because there's so many good parts of it. But in doing this intention setting, having the mindset of knowing that anything that doesn't come into fruition for you is because it's not meant to happen because there's something better coming for you. And this just really allows you to put out the energy and allow the universe to bring the things that you desire while also trusting that she's only going to give you what you really truly need so if you don't exactly receive what you desire and maybe receive something else to trust in the fact that that is actually the thing that was meant for you and that's really made a big difference for me is the intention setting while also having that grace and acceptance and statement of I desire these things but only if they're the best thing for me and only if they're the best thing for other people too So yeah, so that's one of the first things I do. And then following that recently, I've actually been doing some meditation, but I'm not going to touch too much on that just because it's still something I'm kind of exploring. And then another thing I do every day is I have a cacao drink in the morning. I have, it's a tablespoon of cacao. I don't really measure, but about a tablespoon of cacao, a teaspoon of maca, a teaspoon of turmeric. And I used to have this uh, Rodolio, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, and Lion's Mane protein powder that had a bit of a vanilla flavor. And I would put a teaspoon of that in just for kind of that nice flavor and a little bit of a boost similar to coffee, but without the big crash um, because those herbs don't, don't have those negative side effects attached to them. And I love doing this because I love cacao. I love the benefits it has. It has so many different benefits. Um, I'll definitely do... I'm mentioning so many things I want to do in the future, but I'll definitely do something in the future where I really dive into maybe like the top five herbs that I have in on a daily basis and why they're so great for you. But turmeric and cacao and maca always every day. And it's easy for me to put in this drink. I have a kettle that I can heat to a temperature that's still raw. So I like to keep the ingredients um, still hot, but as low a temperature as possible. So I'm not killing the good stuff in there. And part of why I love having this drink, other than just having that warm, tasty drink in the morning, is it's really like initiation for me into my day. It really tells me like I'm starting my day. I always read afterwards while I drink it. And I've been doing this for the last month and I really love it is, I think I read it somewhere with a tea ceremony, is taking a pause to just recognize where am I at right now and either stirring the drink to the left, so counterclockwise, or stirring it to the right, so clockwise. So if I stir it to the left, my intention is that I'm releasing. I'm letting go of any negative emotions I may have, I'm letting go of any fear or worry that I may feel. And if I stir it to the right in a clockwise direction, I'm actually 
asking to attract in more positive energy. So I'm either letting go of negative energy or bringing in more positive energy. And I just really love it as a place in the morning to just check in with myself because some mornings I feel amazing and I don't feel like there's anything negative I need to get rid of. So I just ask to attract in more positivity and to keep myself in that state. And if I wake up just feeling like a bag of shit, <laughs> I stir to the left and, and I and I set the intention of letting go of those feelings, letting go of that negativity and that worry. So yeah, I just really love that ritual with myself. It's something that has really, really brought a lot of uh, love and light into my life. And sometimes when I do go on walks in the morning, I'll bring my cacao drink with me and just sip it while I watch the birds and look at the trees and watch the squirrels and stuff. And I, I love that too. I just really love the cacao drink. It feels like a really sacred place for me. And the third thing that I do every day is moving my body. This has been an absolute game changer. Even if I just get on my mat and I stretch, I've had some days where it's just literally five to 10 minutes of stretching. And then maybe I go for a 10 to 20 minute walk later and like a slow walk, a leisurely slow walk. Moving your body in a way that meets you where you are, it doesn't always have to mean sweating your ass off. It doesn't have to mean lifting weights or doing a bunch of ab workouts. It can literally just be moving your body. My favorite thing to do when I don't feel like working out or moving is dancing. I put on a song and I just let the song move me. And even if it's for 10 minutes, I've got the blood flowing. I've got that energy going through my body. I'm moving myself in a way that if there isn't any energy that wants to be let out, it has an opportunity to instead of getting stuck in me. And it just makes everything feel better. My head, my gut, my body, like it just, just everything. Yeah, just moving my body every day has made just a massive difference and having the perspective that it doesn't have to be intense every time is a really big game changer and has really allowed me to actually, for the first time in my life, have a schedule where I am moving my body every single day and I feel the difference from it and I crave that movement now. So yeah. So the fourth thing that I do is eating for my cycle. Um, Again, another episode (laughs) where I would love to talk. I am a fucking womb nerd. (laughs) I love anything with menstruation, with womb stuff, with womb health. Um, I was actually on a phone call with a friend yesterday and I'm due for my period. And I was just saying, I can't wait to get my period. I'm so excited. And she was like, I have never heard someone say that and I think that's like my why I care so much about sharing about it and talking to other people about it because everyone it's your birthright to actually embrace this powerful beautiful part of you and I love that I've reached this place where I just feel so in sync with myself and so in sync with my cycle and really honoring her and all the lessons she has to teach me so eating for my cycle Again, when I do future stuff and I talk more about um, your inner seasons and the cycles you go through and all those feelings and, and energy levels and all that jazz, I will dive more into the exact um, diet that would be good for different parts of your cycle. But if you're anything like me, if someone tells me what to eat, I'm like, I just want to go to the store and buy what I fucking like. <laughs> like. I'm happy to eat as healthy as possible, but I also need room for my taste buds to have pleasure too. And 
That being said, a lot of whole food delicious meals get my taste buds going, that's for sure. But sometimes my taste buds just want something super, super salty or super, super sweet and allowing myself to have just a little bit and enjoy it without making myself feel guilty is really important. But eating for my cycle makes a huge difference because my digestive system is working better. So I did mention that I have, am having digestive problems going on. I do know that they're more emotional related as I process my emotions around some challenges in my life right now. My digestion is getting better and um, I am eating better for that while also keeping in sync with my menstrual cycle eating. So basically just a rundown of it for those that menstruate. Um, half the first half of your cycle so after your period ends to when you ovulate so if you are keeping track of your cycle this definitely helps but you can average it at day 0 to 14 um not 0 to 14 (laughs) sorry it would be day probably 5 6 or 7 depending on when your period ends to about day 16, 17, depending on when you ovulate. So for about 14 days, about two weeks of your cycle, you want to be eating raw food. Your digestifiers are super high. Your estrogen peaks and it makes everything flow and like you're more in kind of like this energetic, like high processing state inside. So you can eat raw food because your body can digest it better. And the raw food is actually better because it kind of calms things. It kind of soothes things. Whereas in the second half of your cycle, your digestifiers are a lot lower. They have a hard time digesting. So you want to be eating more cooked foods and warm foods because it's cold in your body and and you don't want to be in that cold state, especially before your period. It can have a huge impact on your period. So if you're eating warm and cooked foods, it just kind of gets that digestifier going again and keeps you warm inside and helps everything digest better. I, this cycle, there was a few days when I switched into my second half where I was still craving the raw stuff. I was still having a bit of salad and smoothie in the morning. And I do think it had a huge impact on my digestive problems because my, my body, even though I was craving it, my, my stomach itself was like, oh, this is great, but I actually can't process this right now because I don't have the energy to actually digest this raw food in its natural state. So eating for your cycle and for your body in particular is something that's really been important to me. I care a lot about learning how to actually listen to your body. It's a really big passion of mine. So I will be definitely talking a lot more about that in the future. So to move on to the fifth one is water consumption. This is fucking huge. (laughs) The analogy that I've been given that makes the most sense for me is imagine your body as a car and the water that you drink is the gas that you put through the engine. I don't, I'm not a car person. This is probably going to butcher this analogy. <laughs> but <laughs> so picture a car and when it's running and it has barely any gas in it, it's still going to run. It's going to get you from point A to B, but it's not good for the engine. It's not good for the car. If you keep doing that over and over, eventually you're going to run into problems and you might not even be realize them or be aware of them, but it's really, it's a lot of effort for your engine to run when it doesn't really have gas to run on. So water is the same way. If you're not putting enough water in your body, you're not getting enough fuel to fuel yourself, enough gas to fuel yourself. So water consumption, I my goal is about three liters a day. Um, how I've been taught there are different ways to go about it I like to stay away from like calculations and stuff I just find it kind of difficult (laughs) or annoying (laughs) so 
I know that um, for every 50 pounds of, of your body, <laughs> for every 50 pounds that you weigh, estimate about one liter of water that you're drinking. So if you're 100 pounds, you're drinking about two liters. If you're 150, you're drinking about three. If you're 200, you're drinking about four liters. And it's always better to round up than to round down. So if you're sitting at like 130, I would round up to 150 and, and aim for that three liters, knowing that if you sit at like 2.5 liters, you're probably going to be okay. You can consider the foods that you eat. If you're eating a whole food fresh diet and you're having your five to seven servings of veggies each day, you are getting water from that. But if you're not, then um, I just don't like to emphasize that as a place to lean on just in case you do have a busy day and you find yourself not having a lot of high water content food. And if you're not used to having that water drinking habit into your life, well then suddenly you're not getting that water you need and, and things in your body start to act differently and your digestive system starts to operate differently and you're basically putting in less than you're um, putting out and you start to feel it. Uh, I really do no notice a big internal shift when I'm not drinking the proper amount of water compared to what I am. So yeah, water consumption is huge. And just a tip, I feel like, again, I'm probably gonna do a whole episode on fucking water because I think it is really important. But a little tip that actually has worked for me in the last few days, because I noticed myself really struggling to get to that three liters by the end of the, end of the day, I kind of got to a point where I'd just be chugging. So I'd be like, oh fuck, like it's three o'clock and I forgot I haven't even had a liter. So I actually figured out I'm awake um, give or take, I, I am awake a little bit longer, but I kind of subtracted a few hours just to say that there's some hours in the day that I definitely forget about drinking water. So say I'm, a, I'm awake for approximately 12 hours or say we're just going to say for 12 hours I want to be drinking water so I have some time before bed that I'm not drinking so I'm not peeing in the night and I don't necessarily have to chug as soon as I get up. So say we have 12 hours and I want to drink three liters, then that means every four hours I need to have finished a liter. So I've been setting an alarm for every four hours and I know oh, the alarm's gonna go off at about 11 o'clock. So it's 10 o'clock now. I have an hour and I have half a liter of water, half a liter of water to still drink. So I, I better take a big chug and I better keep watch of my water. And I, I just found the last few days, it's actually really helped me. I had over three liters yesterday. I was, I was really shocked that by seven o'clock I had already had three liters and I continued to drink water throughout the night. So that's a nice little tip. Um, meeting yourself where you're at. We all have different habits and, and ways of picking up habits. So yeah. And the last one is seat cycling. Again, I'll definitely dive more into this in the future, but I, there's not, um, I don't feel confident enough to say like scientifically that I back up seat cycling, but for my personal self, I really think this is why it's fun to just try different practices and techniques. If it's worked for someone else, there's a possibility it might work for you. And as long as it's bringing you joy, it's not stressing you out more because if you're adding stress onto your body, then really is it benefiting you? <laughs> um, but I tried the sea cycling. I started it about last year and I actually last month I didn't, I just like totally forgot about it for a few of the weeks and I didn't do it. And I noticed a massive difference. Like my skin was off and I just felt weird. I got my period early. It was just, um, yeah, I just didn't feel quite the same. I just, I noticed a big difference in myself and I even noticed it this month too, but I am back on the seeds and I um, have noticed it's not as intense as last month, but I think I'm still balancing out again. So for me, the seed cycling like really helps. 
Um, I highly suggest looking it up and reading about it. I'm not going to talk about it too much right now, but I, in the future, will definitely explain a lot more about it. But I just find it's, it's basically taking pumpkin seeds and flax seeds, a tablespoon each, every day for the first half of your cycle. And for the second half of your cycle, taking sunflower seeds and sesame seeds, a tablespoon every day. And it's just these seeds have are either like estrogen dominant or progesterone dominant. So they're just helping your hormones go up and down in the same way that your body's naturally doing. They just kind of help balance that out in your body. So they're really good for any hormone imbalances. Okay, that is creepy. Sorry, there's a creepy shadow moving in my room. Where is that coming from? I do not like that. Okay, so we're ending this episode with a ghost in the fucking room with me. I'm not kidding, there is. Oh my god, it's me! <laughs> the shadow is my body! <laughs> oh my god. Goodness, that is fucking embarrassing. That's so funny. Oh man, what a day. Okay, <laughs> so those are the six things that I wanted to share that I've been doing every day that have made a huge, huge difference for me. Um, I'll definitely be diving into each detail in the future. I would love to hear if anyone also does things or has questions about them or anything as a reminder i do have my instagram page at praxis living that's definitely the best place the best place to reach out to me sorry i'm all thrown off by thinking i was a fucking ghost <laughs> so yeah reach out to me on there if you'd like to chat about it or you have any questions about anything i said or if you have any suggestions for things that you want to hear more about that I can dive about more in the future. I'm excited to get going with this again. I feel that call again and I feel really excited about it. I have a few ideas for future ones and I think really just showing up without much of a plan and just kind of going for it is the best way for me and I'm really, really feeling called to start reaching out to people and get some in the conversations lined up. So that's going to be really exciting and until then, thank you so much for listening. It's such a pleasure to be on here, and I appreciate every person that takes the time to listen to my little voice. <laughs> um, it's Friday for me, so TGIF. <laughs> I hope everyone has a lovely weekend or whatever day of the week it is for you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take some time for yourself. Set some intentions. Move your body. Drink some water, eat some good food. <laughs> Bye, everyone.